day and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's what it's about, isn't it? It's about seeing God. You know, as I think about, you know, as I think about how we all tend to make things about us, don't we? You know, as I think about Mother's Day today, you know, this is how I, this is my take on Mother's Day. About 40 years ago, my mother had the privilege and honour of giving birth to a magnificent child. And it's about this time every, day, every year that she rings me up and thanks me for the privilege of raising her. Isn't it amazing? You know, and actually it was about 40, it's my 40th this year and I wonder what mum's going to buy me for my 40th birthday. It reminds me, you know, this day reminds me of things maybe that my mum hasn't done for me. What else could my mum have done for me that would make me better? Isn't it amazing how we can take a day of honour, a day that is about, being, about giving a blessing to our mothers and we can take it and make it about ourselves. We're not going to do that today. Disregard those comments. Because we want to honour the heart of God that he's put in our mothers today. We want to honour the heart of God that he's put in all women today. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God wants us to honour the pure in heart. And I just want to challenge you today that, that that God has created men and women very differently. You know, we read, in, we read in Ephesians, he says, he says to men, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He laid his life down for the church. And he says to women different things. He says, respect your husbands, submit to your husbands. He, does, he says different things to the different genders. Why does he say different things? Because he's created us very differently. You know, when I think of the, I think of the women of history, the mothers of history... And I think of the mothers in this house. I think of Mrs. Fuller and Mrs. Tunley. And you might think of yourself when I say this, I am a mother. You might think of Mother Teresa. You might think of Eve, the mother of all humanity. Or you might think of the mother of Christ, Mary. There's so many lessons to learn from these mighty women of history. And they are a blessing. But God has created us differently, hasn't he? He's created men and women very differently. You know, when you look at men and women, you see men are very functional. We're strong. Some stronger than others. We're very, we're the functional side of God. We can break through things. You know, the fastest person on earth is a man. Because he needs to get there first so that he can protect and make a way for the beauty and magnificence of the woman. See, women are beautiful. Women show us the beauty of God. They show us the magnificence of God. 
But it's not just skin deep. This is the challenge that we face as a humanity. When we look at the female form, we see skin deep beauty. But God's going, no, it goes a lot deeper than that. It goes deep down and, and, and portrays the purity and magnificence of our Heavenly Father. There is a beauty and a purity in every woman that God has called every man to protect. Let me say this, that women are the moral standard of our society. There's a, um, off the coast of northern Queensland, there's a beautiful reef called the Great Barrier Reef. And uh, it's World Heritage listed and it's protected. And that reef, it provides sustenance for some of the most beautiful sea creatures on earth. Some of the most colourful and magnificent sea creatures on earth. And the only reason that those sea creatures and that beauty still exist is because we have gone out of our way as a nation to protect that reef. Did you know that there are reefs off the coast of Thailand and Southeast Asia that are completely dead because they haven't been protected and nothing lives there? Nothing. God wants, he's called us as a humanity to protect his beauty and his purity and he's given us women to show us that. He's called us to understand that there is a purity that goes deeper than skin. There is a goodness that goes deeper than what we see with our natural eyes. That's why Paul says, open the eyes of our understanding. He says that because there's something deeper. There's a deeper purity. And as we protect it, then our society remains strong. As a nation walks away from God, we see the purity of that nation decline. And why does a nation walk away from God? I want to challenge us today. It's because of the way that we respect the purity and the goodness of God. And it starts with each of us in the way that we hold up our wives and our daughters and the women of our community. You know, um, men and women are very different. When you say to a man, it can't be done, he says... Well, we'll see about that. When you say to a woman it can't be done, she goes, well, why would you even want to? You, it's just stupid. You know, I'm 40 this year and part of my um, defeating my, my old age is that I'm going to climb a little mountain in Africa with a few guys this year. And I said to Kristen, why don't you come? And she says, why would I want to? And I'm thinking so that we can conquer the peak. So we can stand 6,000 metres above sea level and say, we did it. And she goes, well, so what? (laughs) Standing one metre above sea level, I feel great as well. (laughs) See, we have different functions, don't we? God has put this something on the heart of men to, to create and to break through and to pioneer and to conquer and to build the bridge. But without the other part of God's nature, the purity and the holiness and the beauty, it tends to be very functional, doesn't it? It tends to have no form. 
It tends to have no, no, um, we tend to cut corners to get to the end, to finish the race, to get to the top of the mountain. But the purity of God makes us honour the bigger picture. You see, we can, we can do, we can experience the joy and the goodness of all that life has to offer, but unless we do it inside the pure boundaries, then the next generation won't get to enjoy it. One of um, my, my, the, the most inspirational mother to me is, um, is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, uh, and I think about her in relation to every mother. And uh, she, she was called on by the Lord to carry the Messiah of the world. And uh, part of that call was um, there, was a, there was a census in, um, in the land and, and her, she had to go to uh, Bethlehem and to be part of the census. And it just so happened she was carrying Christ at the time. So here's Mary carrying the Messiah of the world, the Messiah of humanity, and she's heading to Bethlehem. And how is Mary carrying the Messiah of the, of the humanity? She's carrying him on a donkey. And then when she gets to Bethlehem, she uh, arrives and just happens to be the time when her son is due to be born. And there is no room in Bethlehem because there's so many people there. So she has to give birth to the Messiah of the world in a stable. Now, to me, when I look at that, there's a lot to be, there's a lot for Mary to complain about. There's a lot for Mary to say, look, um, if I'm carrying the Messiah of the world, the reality is I should be being transported by something slightly better than a donkey. Some sort of chariot with suspension would be nice. Some sort of um, being able to do the census back at home would be even better. And when we get there, I want the presidential suite. Actually, I want the Messiah suite. And there's only one of them that's ever been existed because there's only one Messiah. Never been slept in before. Yet, no. Mary gave birth to our Lord and Saviour in a stable. And this is what blesses me. This is what encourages me about Mary. You see, can anyone remember the colour of the sheets or the paint on the walls of the room that they were born in? I know I can't. I'm assuming they were probably white. You see, the reality of the comfort of Mary, it was the comfort of Mary, not the comfort of the Messiah. And she knew that her call was not about her comfort. Her call was to deliver the Messiah to the world. So whether she was uncomfortable riding on a donkey, that wasn't a drama to her because her call was bigger than that. Her call was to carry the Messiah. And whether she was comfortable as she gave birth to our Lord and Saviour, her comfort wasn't an issue to her because she was giving birth to our Lord and Saviour. And as I think about mothers, as I think about the sacrifice that mothers make for their children, as I think about the, the things that they give up so that they can carry their children into adulthood, I am blown away by the sacrifice. But here's the thing that encourages me deeply. Is that there's this bloke called Joseph. And uh, he's not the father, but he's the husband. 
Now Mary's um, reputation really was on the line here. And, you, you know, sex outside of marriage back then was, was uh, um, you know, taboo. And it still is, but, you know, it, it, it was not a thing that was um, publicly acknowledged in any way. So Joseph, he stood and he protected the purity of Mary so that she could be at peace as she carried the Messiah into humanity. And this is the challenge of us today, is that God has called us, he's called us, the church, the bride, to carry the Messiah to humanity. And when I look at church life, when I look at our systems, I think of the donkey. I go, look, could our systems be better? Could our services be better? You know, could, could the things that we do be better? Of course they could. But at the end of the day, what's important is that we present the Messiah, that we present the hope of humanity. And as I think about, you know, when I look at the, um, the weeds growing in the garden, when I look at the, the, um, the structure of our um, business interests as a church, you know, when I look at what we've built and where we've built it and how we've done all those things, I think, well, look, it's not bad, but could it be better? Yes, it could be. And then I think about Mary in the stable. And I go, the reality is, you know, how comfortable that seat is that you're sitting on right now, how magnificent you looked in the mirror this morning is. No matter what you're thinking about, no, the, the temperature of the room, whatever it is, these things are very minimal compared to the fact that we are worshipping the King of all kings. See, when someone leads us into a place of worship and we're worrying about the stable and the atmosphere and whether the lights are on, the lights are off, whether the smoke's coming or whether the breeze is nice, he's saying, look, focus, people, focus. Blessed are the pure of heart. See, I don't know about you, but my goal in life is to see God, to see what He is doing, because I want to get on board with what He is doing, because what I've tried on my own didn't seem to work that well. And He's given us this understanding, He's saying, blessed are the pure in heart. He wants us to be pure of heart. Two things we need to understand, what is pure and what is our heart. You've heard me say this before about our heart. Person opens the fridge. He's very hungry. His body says chocolate. His mind says celery and carrot sticks. His spirit says man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And his heart is whatever decision he actually makes. You see, there's influences coming into your world. There's, there's influences your body is saying, go and do this. Your mind is saying, go and do that. The Spirit of the Lord is influencing you in this direction. Whatever you decide is where your heart is. Your heart is the decision-making center of your life. And what about purity? What about purity? I love this. I love this. Um, the... the you know, even, even thinking of it from the perspective of minerals, you know, um, you think about gold, the more purity, pure it is, the more valuable it is. It's single-mindedness. It's focused. It's, it's a pure substance. You, we've, we have these things called alloys in the world and they have two metals coming together to create a different metal. Whereas gold in and of itself is a pure 
element. And God wants you to be pure. The problem with purity is that it's very soft and it needs protection. So we mix gold with other things so that, that it can be hardened. But God is saying, I want your heart to be pure. He's saying, put things around you. He's saying, have, have thick skin, but have a soft and pure heart. Because if you have a soft and pure heart, guess what? You will see We don't, want to harden. we don't want to protect our hearts by being hardened. We want a thick skin. We want to be unoffendable in Jesus' name, but we want to keep our hearts soft so that we can see him. It's only a soft heart that sees him. So we choose. When you're looking at your body and your mind and, your, and the spirit of God that, that are influencing you, it's important that we choose to soften our hearts to hear and see what God is doing. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. And as I think about the mums and the women of, of humanity, there is a purity. He's given us a natural thing to represent a spiritual truth. It's, he's, given us, he's given us women to protect. I don't, I don't, you know, I, this is, I, I don't want to sound um, like a, a, a sexist up here, but I want you to know that God has given us a job to do. And he's saying to, he's saying to ladies, you are the moral standard of humanity. And here's the thing with men and women. There's a reason that the Bible says, the reason that the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians, husbands love your wives because the bread and butter of purity is love. The thing that sustains purity is love. And when I look at the young, uh, the young women around this planet, when I see and hear the things that they are doing or putting up with or enduring just on the off chance or the hope that they may receive love, it breaks my heart deeply. Here's the challenge for you ladies today. You are not for sale. Here's the challenge for all of us. The purity and the goodness of God is not for sale at any cost. We need to learn to protect the purity of the things of God. And he's given us a very great and natural way to do that by loving ladies, by loving the hearts of the women, by loving our wives and our daughters and our sisters. And he's saying, men, never require payment for your love. Never expect anything in return for your love. It is a love to be given without condition. It is something that, that you impart into your wife, into your daughter, into your sister, into your friend. It's something that you give them without conditions because if there is conditions... The heart loses purity. And here's the thing. The reason that God says to us, love your wives, is because he wants, he wants wives to not lose hope that there is a genuine love to be given them. And when the women of society lose hope that love can actually come their way without any conditions... They lose hope. And what are they? They don't pass that hope on to the next generation. 
And one of the greatest inheritance, one of the greatest gifts that we can give the next generation is hope. Is hope in Christ. Hope that there is a love to be had. So I challenge you, young ladies, you are not for sale. I challenge all ladies that you are not for sale. Do not give yourself away for the hope. See, men need respect. But they, the greatest respect that you can give them is honour the purity that God has put in you. And as you respect it, the standards of the men will raise in humanity. The Bible says, the government shall be upon his shoulders. And we are the body of Christ. The government shall be upon the shoulders of the church. He's saying the condition of our nation is the, is the position of the church. So what do we get to do? In the church, we get to show this same relationship. We get to take it down a whole notch. Because he says, uh, love your wife like Christ loved the church. And it's as we love and respect and honour the purity and the beauty and the goodness of God that is revealed through 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 women and, and girls of, of, of this house, we will release a purity into our community. And I guarantee you, saved or unsaved, every parent in the community wants to see their child loved. They want to see their daughters loved and they want to see their sons respected. Because when a man is, is respected, he becomes a man of stature. When you, res- when you give me respect, I stand taller and I act out of responsibility. When I give my wife love, she softens. Her heart softens and I see in her the purity and the goodness of God. When I require a woman to be tough, when I require a woman to be hard, then I cannot see the purity and the goodness of God in her. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He wants us as a humanity to see God. He wants us to understand that, that we, the body of Christ, that humanity even is, is like a fragile reef. And it's the purity and the fragility of that reef that we need to protect because it sustains the life of everything that interacts around it. When a son grows up with a mother who has lost hope in the fact that she might be loved, he doesn't understand how to give love. There's a serious challenge on us as a people. There's a serious challenge on us as the men and women of our community and this house is to honour the call of God in these things. You know, we, last week we celebrated a renewal of a covenant after 33 years. Because sometimes when we've walked in life, we've dropped the ball. We haven't respected. We haven't loved. We haven't, we've, made condi- we've put conditions on our relationships. And God's challenging us today. He's saying today is a new day. And it's an opportunity for you to step back up. So you may not have experienced these things. You may be feeling, hang on, what about me? I, I've, I've lost in relationships. And God's saying, no, today is a new day, a new day for you to experience and to give and to set the next generation free. See, we have a redeeming God. 
And he wants you to know love. Ladies, he wants you to know the love that is deeper than deep. He wants you to know that he is unconditionally pouring out his love on you right now. He's saying, receive my love today. What no man may have given you, I am giving you as we speak. I'm pouring my love out on you as we speak. Shut your eyes, ladies, just for a moment. Father, bless the hearts. Bless the hearts of these beautiful, pure daughters in the house today, Lord. Release hope. Release that hope where hope has been taken, Father, where hope has been lost, Father. We ask that your redemptive spirit, your redemptive power be upon them, Father, that you would restore hope, that they are worthy of, that they are due love and that their lives are not for sale, Lord. Pour out your blessing, Father. And for men, God is calling you to stand and be a man of honour and to be a man that loves unconditionally, to be a man that that looks into his wife's eyes and says, I want to honour the fragility and the beauty and the purity of the almighty God that is shown to me in this wife, in this sister, into this daughter, into this friend. Mighty man of God, stand, stand. There is no satisfaction on earth that you can find that can take place of what God has called you to do and what God has called you to be. He's saying he wants you to be a, an adventurous man, but he doesn't want you to, to choose the, a woman as your adventure. He wants you to choose a woman as something that you can protect, someone that you can protect and make a way for, somewhere, someone that you can get to the door first and open the door, somewhere that you can, you can make a way where there is no way. And it's as we respect the purity and the heart and the beauty of every lady in this house and in this community and on this planet that we will see communities shift, that we will see nations shift because this is what he's called us to be. He's called us to be Joseph. See, there's a purity of, of God that he has imparted into his bride, into the church, that the rest of the world doesn't understand. See, he gave something to Mary that the rest of the world didn't understand. She, he, the Lord gave her his son to carry. And the rest of the world didn't understand how she got it. And they didn't understand that, that, that it was a beautiful act, that it was a pure act. But Joseph heard from God and he stood and he protected her purity. This is our call. God has given us He's given the church, he's given the bride of Christ something pure, something beautiful to carry and to release to humanity. But we need to go out of our way to protect it, to nurture it and to release it. Why don't you stand with me this morning? What is in the worship team? Jump up, band, sorry. And, uh, you know, God is, he, there is a deep call on every person's life here. And it begins with acknowledging him as your saviour. 
It begins with inviting him to be Lord and Saviour of your life. So why doesn't everyone bow their heads and close their eyes right now? Because every week in this house, we want to make room. We want to give you an opportunity to meet Jesus as your Saviour. Because there is a liberty and there is a hope and there is an authority and there is a power that you can only have in life as you give 100% of it to him, as you give your complete heart to him. If that's you today, if you want to know Christ as your saviour, if you want to give your heart completely over to him, why don't you raise your hand with me right now? Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the privilege and the honour of calling ourselves sons and daughters. We thank you for the, for the grace that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you that in our weakness you have made us strong. We thank you that, that when, we have, when we have made mistakes, you have given us redemption, Father. Why don't you put your hand on your heart with me today? And as I pray, just agree with me. If, if, if you want to agree, just agree. Father, I want a pure heart. Father, I want to see you. So Lord, I give you permission to renew my heart today. I give you permission to purify my heart today, Lord. Lord, where I have, where I have asked for a condition on the love that I give, Father, I repent before you right now, Lord. Or when conditions have been put on love toward me, I forgive right now. Whatever your situation, the two greatest weapons that you have are repentance and forgiveness. So today in your heart, if there's anything that you need to repent of, just repent of it right now. If there's anything that you can forgive, forgive right now because we repentance and forgiveness makes way for a pure heart. And when our heart becomes pure, one of the most beautiful things happen. We see God. We see Him everywhere. We see Him in our wives. We see Him in our husband. We see Him in our sons and daughters, in our friends and our family. We see Him in our community. And we get to, we get to invite Him out of those people so they can see in themselves. So, Father, we thank you for the privilege and the honour that it is to be the bride of Christ. And for our our mums this day, Lord, birth mums, adopted mums, any sort of mums, Lord, we just ask that your blessing and your favour and your grace and your, and your mercy go before them, Lord. Pour it out on them, Lord, that they may know the depth and the width and the height of your love, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name today. Let's sing together, church. Love and respect. And when we talk about uh, the challenges of life in relationship, you know, I know it cuts deep. It cuts deep when we haven't experienced it. So we'd love to open the, open the altar this morning. If you're feeling any brokenness in your life, if you're feeling um, that these things have undone you in some way, we would love to stand with you and minister with you today. We'd love to pray for you and love to see you blessed and restored because we serve a risen king. 
who knows no impossible and knows no impossibility. There's nothing that he cannot restore or redeem. There's no heart that cannot be fully purified. There's no heart that cannot eventually see God. So if you feel like your heart has been contaminated, whether you have been abused, whether you have been the abuser, whether you have have received a lack of love or whether you haven't given your love unconditionally, we would love to pray with you today and release a new hope. See, God is into restoring hope. And there's a hope that He wants to restore into you today. And if that's you, we would love to stand with you. We're up to, to release and impart and encourage you today that you may stand firm and stand confident that God is doing a purifying work in your life and releasing a new hope, a hope to give love and a hope to receive love and a hope of repentance and forgiveness in Jesus' mighty name.